Iron Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. This suit's a gold titanium alloy, but it's kind of evocative, the imagery, anyway. You're listening to Super Action Bros, a podcast to talk about movies with military contractors and robot suits. Wait a minute, Ryan, that's different than normal. That's that's not what we normally talk about. Hmm. Ryan, what's different? Something. Why is are different. you wearing mouse ears? <laughs> Who has given you the money? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, uh, hello everybody. Welcome to Super Action Bros. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. Or as the podcast will be known for the next uh, seven months, uh, welcome to super action bros marvel cinematic universe or as we're calling it for short sabmcu where ian and ryan explain the marvel cinematic universe yes so we uh have decided to change up the format of our show i know there's been a lot of our one fan backlash <laughs> but don't worry we will still talk about uh we're other still talking about action, action movies, movies but we've decided to kind of narrow our focus we've been wanting this for a long time we figure after that break uh that now is the time to do it so we are going to be following uh, the marvel cinematic universe for the next seven months we're gonna go through all the ones that have been released i think there's 14 and out right now i think possibly i mean if we go see it in the movie theater by the time we're done with this the last movie we'll probably be able to do would be the new spider-man movie it, based on our math we'll look into it we'll see we'll see what it is <laughs> we definitely won't go see the new spider-man movie and skip things we're gonna go in order so um and as we're going in order uh we're gonna talk about the first movie in the marvel cinematic universe 2008's iron man so oh boy before we get started on that uh let's let you guys know how you can reach out to our show so the best way to do that is to visit our website which is stuff and things network.com which is the network we are a part of you can go there and you can go ahead and click on the super action bros artwork and you can listen to the show right there on the page so all of you guys who are like i don't want to hear about marvel but we have a whole bunch of other episodes from the past uh you can also check out in addition and maybe you'll come around to the marvel side uh and uh, if you would like to hey they can <laughs> if you'd like to uh if you like to subscribe and get new episodes of Super Action Bros. You can do that on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. There's some buttons there for you to do that. You can also reach out to us on social media. Uh, we have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and also Tumblr, all that. So you can follow us on any of those social media platforms. Uh, you can also uh, reach out to us individually on the Twitter uh, by clicking on our photos. But if you want to do that right now, you can reach out to me, Ian, at, at irich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. Ask me who my favorite Marvel hero is. Uh, and, and you can reach out to me, Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E on Twitter. You could also ask me, but I, I might not give you a straight answer. <laughs> uh, you can also email the show if you'd like by hitting the contact us spot on the bottom uh, of, the, of the site and selecting our show and shooting us an email asking, why are you doing this and who are you? Uh, so feel free to please do that. Uh, so, Ryan. Who are you? We're, we're changing the format of the I'm show. Batman. Just a t- No. No, I'm not say, talking about him at all for the next I seven months. I am Iron Man. Yes, 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 you are. So, 
Ryan, we're going to change the show yeah. up a little bit. A lot of the, the same basic stuff we go over uh, every single time is going to be in here, but we're going to add some extra features because we're specifically talking about uh, the Marvel Universe and kind of how that ties into the comic book. So let's talk about Iron Man. Let's talk about well, like... Let's, let's talk about... Uh, maybe I'll take a step back and talk about why we're doing this. Yeah, well, I was also going to say, yeah, let's talk about why we're doing this, and then let's talk about Iron Man and the state of superhero comic book movies at the uh, time yeah, of that at, at release. Yeah, at 2008. But, yeah. So... We're doing we're doing this we're doing SABMCU because we we really like doing theme months yeah we've we really been enjoying that and th- the biggest theme month of all is the Marvel Cinematic Universe it's really the only thing that exists that has as many movies as it does that tie in as well as they do yeah better than Star Wars no you're I'm not, not wrong I'm not you're saying not wrong. I'm not saying that it's better than Star Wars just no, so we're clear different. I'm just saying that that it is it is bigger and more expansive than Star Wars in terms of pure movie universe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like like this is uh, obviously you can tell the amount of effect this has had because not only DC but every other movie studio, whether it is a property that is related or not, is trying to create a cinematic universe. The Universal Monsters cinematic universe. The only one earlier I can think of that was like a bunch of different movies that were all interconnected somehow, and I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to my boy. Kevin Smith was the only other person I think doing. Oh, sure, the View Inter- Universe. Yes, uh, doing interconnected movies. Well, unless you count the Fast and Furious movies. But, yes, but those but are all you, the same. They're, all, they're, they're a series, yeah, but like series. they're different movies that are all tied together, in yeah. there. and that's from the love of comic books, which is how we get to this point. So it astounds me that this was like. Not something that anyone had been doing earlier. Did they just assume audiences were too dumb? Like they wouldn't understand? Uh, I think, uh, I'm not sure. I, yeah. I feel like for a really long time, people thought that the whole Star Wars trilogy was like a fluke. Like, yeah. oh yeah, no, nobody want, nobody cares about trilogies. Uh, Indiana then, Jones? <laughs> well, no, but I mean like like movies that tell a, co- a cohesive story, all three of them. Because uh, okay. even Indiana Jones and, yeah, and okay. Alien, all of those are the sort enough, of episodic of their own. But then for a really long time, we'll we had... We'll say Back to the Future, but that's going to open up a whole and, different... <laughs> and then we got Lord of the Rings. We got The Matrix and Lord of the Rings right around the same time. And, mm-hmm. and what they did was they gave... They, do you remember trilogy itis where everything was a trilogy yeah mm-hmm. so so that that happened yeah and 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 i i think that the cinematic universe is really just the next step from everything's a trilogy yeah absolutely like they, they took it they're like oh well, you know we shot three movies simultaneously and they all tie into each other what if we just did that bigger and more which is hollywood's sort of favorite thing is is you know i mean if, if you if you want to get there if you talk about the actors best actor isn't really the award that they give out it's most actor right Whoever does the most acting. I, I was watching another uh, a, a YouTube show that I like about movies, um, and they had mentioned that they should have an Oscar that's like a, hey, we're giving you this Oscar for a performance that we didn't honor you for, like at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like the, but the, years like, later, oops, and, but and, not but, a lifetime achievement. No, but, that's but, different. but but it's like that. But it's like that. The person knows that they won and they show up, but they don't. But they'd be like, hey. You know, at the time we didn't do this, but for their performance and such and such and such and such, here it is. Rather than being like, here you go, Leonardo DiCaprio, or here you go, Martin Scorsese for The Departed. Instead of being like, hey, we goofed up. Goodfellas is really good. Here's your, here's your <laughs> Academy Award. Um, and we went and, and found the guy who won and said, and, and we, we, we put him no. to the, we put some, some <laughs> no. sticks on his knees. No, <laughs> that they still get to keep there. So, okay. So let's talk about, um, so let's talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general. So, so. When this came about, like there was no, like I mean, maybe there was rumblings of it, at, like comic conventions before. This is probably right around when Comic Con in San Diego started to build, started to become a thing. But like, it wasn't quite a thing yet because I'd I'd seen a couple. I don't know if you've done any research on this, but I'd seen a couple in the past, like 
Marvel Studios being like, yeah, we're going to do Iron Man and we're going to do an Ant-Man movie. And this was all back in like 2007. Sure. sure And it was like, no, like we're going to do these, but they didn't seem like they were going to be like, and they're all going to be together. So it seemed like they were going to be kind of separate things. So, but this was Marvel. This was the Marvel Studios first movie as Marvel making their own movies. All the, and, and I know a lot of people are sitting there thinking, well, but. You know, they they already had X Men, they already had Spider Man, but they had basically licensed their their th- these properties out to other movie studios, which to is why Sony or yeah, to Fox, which is why it's such a big deal that in the past couple of years we had Spider Man control kind of s- sort of revert back to Marvel Studios, yeah, because um, that's a pretty and, and that's a pretty big deal. Usually, they're movie sh- studios don't share; they're sharing the money, but Marvel gets the creative control, yeah, <laughs> so, and uh, that's because, what matters because Marvel has a proven track record. Yes, they do. Uh, but 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 at this point in two thousand eight, Marvel did not have a proven track. No, uh, every, they had never produced a movie as a studio. Yep, and everything was all over the map. So, like, you had Fox had like X Men, X Men, and the Fantastic Four, which I still have. Uh, X Men's doing okay, but uh, Fantastic uh, Four, it's doing okay. Uh, it's making the, it's making them some money. Yeah, they're, okay. they're pulling in money still. It's succeeding. Yes, um, Fantastic Four on the other hand, but they also had like Daredevil, like we've mm-hmm. watched on the show. I, I uh, think that, Go- they, Ghost they have, Rider was around someplace. Punisher? Else. Did they have Punisher? They might have had Punisher. I know Blade was of course out yep. there mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of these i mean obviously with daredevil but a lot of these now have started to and and, and ghost rider for that matter and i think blade as well have all started reverting back to marvel yeah. because he's got they're like well we're not going to renew these contracts the only one i think that their sticklers on is fox is like we're holding on x-men and for some reason fantastic four even though we know marvel even though we've tried twice job. and have failed yeah uh <laughs> but but it's it's interesting uh, because if you think about it, like Marvel Studios didn't exist, but Marvel existed as an entity. Yeah. And it, it licensed out the characters for these studios. And then they made money on those licensing fees and obviously made money on the wildly successful Spider-Man and X-Men yeah. movies. Uh, and and those the success of those movies made it so that Marvel thought, hey, we have the dough. Yeah. And people like superheroes. Yeah. Let's let's do it our way. But at this point in 2008, both those franchises kind of had big tanks. Yeah, Spider Man three had it kind of tanked, and and X Men Origins Wolverine. Both of those had kind of just like came and they both were nobody really cared. Nobody. I mean, Spider Man three is still ridiculed, and so is <laughs> X Men Origins yeah, that's Wolverine. True. Oh, and well, I mean, and, and even X Men three is is really not great. No, but uh, it, but it's leaps and bounds better I'm, than than X Men Origins Wolverine. I'm the juggernaut. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather have that than 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 bad CGI claws. At least this claws looked real in that yeah. movie and i mean and 2000 2008 we'd had batman begins yeah uh but but by the time they were working on this movie the dark knight hadn't come out dark knight no. also came out in 2008 was, and 2008 so, was a good year for and some so movies. really it was kind of like wow we haven't had a good superhero movie in a while and batman begins was kind of you know it was good but it was sort of dark and weird and yeah uh, it was it, it, at that point batman begins seemed like an anomaly yeah um and so 2008 was an interesting time for superhero movies so let me ask you this then Maybe you don't know the answer to this, or maybe we can speculate wildly. Why sure. Iron Man? Um, was it just a? Was it part of a grand design, or was it just like a lot of our rights are other places? I guess we're gonna have to go with Iron Man. I think that that was part of it. I think maybe it was the most recognizable of the ones that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Captain America too. Yeah. Also, uh, Captain America as well. Yeah. Uh, very, very recognizable, but. Maybe it was the toys. They yeah. felt like, oh, yeah, I can sell Robot Guy. I, I, I'd imagine it's probably just because they're like, yeah, I could sell Robot Guy. And Iron Man can kind of, I don't know if if they went into it being like, no matter what, we're making the cinematic universe. But it feels like Iron Man's a safe bet that if it fails, if it, if it doesn't do well, we can just 
Yeah, we just do sell well. Else. It happens, whatever. Or if it does do well, then we can build something. Or if it, you know, if it, if just Iron Man is great, then we'll just make more Iron Man movies and and whatever. That's it. And it, I think I, at least part of it was that an Iron Man movie had been in development since like the uh, since the early 2000s oh yeah absolutely since like 2002 2004 I, and i had heard i had been heard actively working on making an iron man movie. alternate casting includes tom cruise yeah who is who is going to be tony stark for a while uh, but, uh, but that wasn't even with marvel that no. was actually at a studio mm-hmm. uh but but they hadn't licensed out iron man they were like hey we're gonna still retain the rights and we'll work with you on making a movie right and and it kind of fell through and fell through and fell through and finally like uh what if we just did it on our own yeah, that's cool. We'll, no, no big deal. We got this. But I think maybe the reason they started with Iron Man is because they had been in development for Iron Man already for a pretty long time. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about Iron Man as yeah. a, as a, as a, as, a uh, as as his place in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe briefly. Sure. Uh, kind of like we do. We have another show, Four Color Commentary. We do a character compendium. This is going to be anywhere as in depth as that. <laughs> Just a little bit of a brief. Who I mean, is we're going to revisit Iron Man several times. Absolutely. Iron Man 2, so we don't Iron have. We're not going to go over him again and Captain again. Captain America so. three, Iron Man four. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about um we're gonna talk about him multiple times. So let's talk about uh him now. So um Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> Tony Stark. Yes. The Iron Wizard. Uh, sorry, that's actually no, that's Ghostface Killer. <laughs> that's a different person, right? Uh, no, but. Uh, We'll get to it. Uh, but anyway, Iron Man is, uh, he's always been sort of vaguely based on Howard Hughes. Yes. Uh, but he's sort of a, you know, guy who runs a company. He's a mechanical genius. He's potentially an alcoholic. He's yeah. very full of himself. As, as f- he's sort of like the, like, like if Bruce Wayne was really into Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And I, I will say, like, as far as origin movies go, because we're going to have to deal with a few origin movies before we get into the actual, like, That's true. well, what do we, well, okay, let's and learn now more we're about here, the characters. Let's do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. So as far as origin stories go, like, the first third of this movie is the, is the, was it Tales of Suspense number 11 or whatever yeah, it is? It's whatever the, the first, classic. The first issue or the first appearance of Iron Man. It's pretty, I mean, definitely updated for the modern age. Yeah, yeah they've pushed it forward to all the way to, uh, to Afgan- yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah, but so it's not, it's, they're, they're back in the in the 60s, it wasn't like terrorists took him. It was like, well, I don't know, communists. I, or, I think I think originally, at least his, ba- his in, the, in the 60s, 70s, it was Vietnam. Yeah, okay, so there you go. Um, but so they've updated it that way, but pretty much it's pretty true. Yeah, the core of the character making weapons. Yep. He gets captured. Yep. Breaks out by building a robot suit. Yep. Goes home and says, "We ain't making weapon making weapons no more, except for me. I'm a living weapon now." Iron Man. <laughs> well, we'll talk about we'll talk about that. We'll talk on about that. the geopolitical. So, as far uh, as like the origin story of the character, it's pretty straightforward, and that's the one thing I really uh, appreciated about this is they didn't they updated and modernized it, but they didn't sell it short or change it in any way. That the same moral or the same story beat isn't there. Well, like and they also, were true to that's the one thing we're going to come back to over and over again. I feel like in the Marvel universe is being true to the character. Yeah. Not having to change it because the audience is whatever. They're not going to understand it. They're too dumb. Whatever it is, whatever it is, a lot of studio executives think they, that's the one thing about Marvel studios. They're like, we own these characters. We know the comics. We know we know these characters. So we're going to trust that this is going to do well because it has in the past. Yeah. And because it's a good well-written character. Well, and I think maybe his the simplicity, the relative simplicity of Iron Man's origin story uh, might be part of why they went with him first. Because you can boil Iron Man's origin story down to 
Guy builds a robot suit. Yeah, essentially. I mean, and and you can't you can't boil Captain America down any further than Super Soldier. You know, got injected with Super Soldier serum during World War II and then yeah. was frozen for fifty yeah, years. Exactly. Like you get there and 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 five people out of the ten people you're with are like. Oh, that sounds weird. Yeah, and I, so I guess it's a pretty, and it seems like a pretty easy thing. And you know, come to think of it, there wasn't it, really anything. It wasn't really a very heavily technology based superhero movie that yeah. had come out at all. And it, and he's really, Batman being the closest, but even then, but even different. Batman focuses mostly on punching people in the face. Yeah, and, less on and Iron the Man, tech. Iron Man is is much more of he is a science hero. Yeah, Iron Man to me is like is not only if Bruce Wayne was really into Bruce Wayne, but if Bruce Wayne was like gadgets are the only thing that matters i yeah. don't care about punching strength i yeah, don't care bruce, about bruce wayne didn't care about spending 20 years no. becoming a kung yeah. fu master he no. instead spent 20 years building a whole bunch of robot right. suits absolutely um so let's talk about the cat let's talk about the actual bones behind the movie so the casting yeah. crew sure uh so one of the one of the big things about this movie uh or at least one of the things that was surprising when it came out and honestly still surprised me is is the director Yes. Uh, John Favreau. Yes. So John Favreau. A swingers fam. He, yes. Uh, that's his like big cinematic directorial debut is in the movie Swingers. Mm-hmm. Um, which like, he directs and acts he, and stars in. Yeah. It, it's not the first thing he made. He also directed Made before that. Uh, actually, he didn't direct Swingers. I'm sorry. Oh, he didn't? No, no. He wrote, he wrote it, it and he's in it. Okay. He wrote it. Um, but I that's where, if it. anyone, if anyone, he also that's where you know him from. That's yes. his, that's his origin, his origin story. And John Favreau now has gone on to do a lot of different stuff. I mean, now he's well, I mean, directing Disney movies for goodness' sake. Well, I mean, so so this movie came out in two thousand eight. The big movie that that John Favreau had directed before this movie came out was Elf. Yep, that was the movie he was known for. A Christmas comedy starring Will Ferrell. Yep. The other movie he had directed was Zathura, oh, yeah. which is the space spiritual. Jumanji. It's the yeah, it's space Jumanji, but it also had tanked. It had not done well. It's really good, actually. It's on Netflix. It's worth watching. Good kids movie. But that came out in two thousand five, and so like at this point, when they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get John Favreau to direct it," everybody was like, "The." What the the guy who made Elf? You're getting the Elf guy. Well, and equally the, the Swingers guy. And equally, when you're talking about, we'll get to the cast of the movie. There's another big head scratcher there that like now people wouldn't even think of 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 our lead actor that way. Yeah. Um. But we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I'm um, sure there's some other folks who want to talk about writing and. Well, yeah. So so the so the big thing was John Favreau directing. Um. But another big element of it was uh the whole the producer. There's a producer whose name you you're not allowed to forget, and his name is Avi Arad, mm-hmm. uh, and he is sort of the the he and Kevin Feige, uh, who's the other producer. Is other it Feige? Producer. Is that he said? Is it? I really. Phage? I've never met. I don't know. Him. I've, I've heard sure. it Feige. Okay. Uh, but, we'll go with that. But he. Kevin Feige is what I've heard. At, I've heard him called the architect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Absolutely, because every time you see anything, you you've seen you see this his guy. name. He well, looks kind of like Joss Whedon, but without a beard. <laughs> you also see Avi Arad's name a lot. Yes, and he's basically the money man. Yes, it's 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 those two guys got together and said, "Let's let's make this thing happen." Yeah. Uh, so so it's worth it's worth mentioning those dudes. Um, the screenplay is it's 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 funny because there's like four people credited but really they they built the screenplay up over like a decade yeah uh and so it was written and rewritten and rewritten and that's why honestly iron man is just a really i remember seeing that and dark knight people kept asking me which one's better i'm like they're different but like iron man is a pretty 
like it's held up even well now. Like it's almost ten years old. It's going to yeah. be ten years old next year. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be ten years old. Um, but like but I, one but, of the guys, but gets, it still holds up now. Yeah, and it, the guys who get the most of the credit are, are Mark Fergus and Hawk Otsby, um, who uh, they both wrote. Uh, Iron Man, but they also both wrote Cowboys versus Aliens uh, after Iron Man, uh, and they wrote Children of Men before. And Children of Men uh, is actually one of my favorite. Movies. I've been meaning to watch it, but I hear it's really heavy, and yeah, I, it's, it's, I better gotta prepare myself. Me out. Um, but um, but yeah, there's the writers, and then obviously uh, there are some people who get credit for the characters. Stan Lee, of course, you're gonna see uh, that name a lot. We should also probably talk about uh, also Jack Kirby. I also vote credit. that we talk about the Stanley cameos in these movies. Sure, oh, just very to. briefly, yeah, we have no, to mention without it. question. Um, and your whether your whatever your feeling is on on Stanley, he is, does appear in every one of these movies, and it's kind of the good the the Marvel good luck charm as Pixar has there. Yeah, John Ratzenberger. Marvel movies have every Marvel movie, whether even, it's even non Marvel yeah. finance Marvel movies yes, have have, have Stanley Stan in it. Uh, so let's talk about our cast. Let's talk. Sure. Let's talk about the. Let's address the elephant in the room. Let's talk about Robert Downey Jr. So, so I was reading about it, and and John Favreau insisted on Robert Downey Jr. Yes, their their plan was to hire a relative unknown because they would be cheaper, mm-hmm. uh, and then they could sign him for a long term deal easier. Uh, but but John Favreau was like, no, the the story of Iron Man is sort of a fall from grace and then a and then a slow return and a guy who's had a troubled past who has dealt with addiction and things like that. Who better than someone who has fallen from grace he and has returned is and has also dealt Tony with addiction? Stark. And and really, if you see if you see him now in any. Any appearance with Robert Downey Jr., he is Tony Stark. He, I, it's almost as if he I've was been like, well, I'm Comic-Con just going to remake myself he, in this image. Yeah, I've been at Comic-Con where he walked through a room in a suit with an Iron Man gauntlet under the of suit. He did. yeah. And he was Tony, it, it's Tony Stark. He He's Tony Stark. He is Tony if Stark. If you've ever seen the video of, of uh, he, he meets a kid yeah. as Tony Stark and gives the kid a prosthetic hand that's yeah. 3D printed to look like an Iron Man hand. Yeah. And he just, like, you can tell in his eyes that he's like, sort of melting because he's like, oh, this kid, like this kid's gone through so much stuff. And, but at the same time, he still keeps up the, like I'm Tony Stark. My favorite moment in that though, is they go, is they go, do you know who that is? And he goes, the little boy goes, Iron Man. And then he goes, what's his name? And you're expecting him to say Tony Stark, but he doesn't. He goes, Robert. Yeah. It's like, cause they are so synonymous. And honestly, I can't think in any, like, I don't think anyone would argue if I go, Name me somebody else who could play Tony Stark as well as Robert Downey Jr. could. I don't think anybody could. No. Like honestly, he is such an integral part. And the fact that like I watch this on, I, I have all these movies. I purchased them all on iTunes. What a surprise! But there is a uh, uh, a screen test reel, and I was like, you know what? It'd be interesting to watch it and see how he did. Yeah. Um. And like watching, you're just like, I can't believe they made him do this. Because it, he's so perfect for it already. Who had doubts? Who was like, <laughs> no, not this guy. Who, who who was like, well, we need a screen test. But I mean, I and I know the reason they had doubts is because at the time, like in the past, you know, like ten years before that, this is a guy who's in Palm Springs. And sorry, ki- moms, cover your kids' ears. Was doing drugs and 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 being surrounded by the police. And like this brought his like return and ascension to being like. If you were to ask people in 2001, do you think Robert Downey Jr. is the, one of the sexiest men on the planet? Women would have been like, ew, gross, that guy, no. But now they'd be like, oh my God, Tony Stark, yes. Like, that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's crazy to watch that change. And like, I love Robert Downey Jr. in these. Like, that's, to me, what needed to sell the movie. If it wasn't for him, the whole, to me, the whole cinematic universe, 
the beginning of it, it won't work unless we believe Tony Stark. Yeah, and, and they, we believe and they needed Man. he. I mean, and he's sorry. Really I'm, a, gonna st- I'm gonna stop kissing yeah, up geez, for Robert Downey Jr. I really, but I remember <laughs> seeing this and really, really liking him in it and being like, wow, like I've not seen somebody where I'm like, absolutely, there's nobody else who could do this. And I, and I think. Honestly, honestly, his paychecks and continuing appearances in the Marvel universe show yeah. that fact is true. But, but like, uh, I, I, uh, not to, not to overstate things, but without Robert Downey Jr., we wouldn't have had the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's, I think that's like he. An, he really I, I, yeah. is the 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 movie hangs on him because with with someone less charismatic and less funny, yeah, uh, it would have been. He just would have been a jerk. It like he's a, a likable yeah, jerk. And and literally, like you look in the you, you that that is that is exactly what they wanted was they wanted a likable asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, there that, it is. That's that's what John Favreau said. Yeah. That's why we need this guy. Yeah. Because he's likable, but he's still kind of a butt. So let's talk about so, so we've given Robert Downey Jr. his due. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the other the other folks in the movie. Uh, who the, the supporting cast in this movie is pretty great. Actually, yeah, the cast in this movie is really good. Yeah, and uh, it's almost and it's almost better now. Yeah. Like looking at it now, now. in tw- 2017, you're like, how did they get all these people for a superhero, superhero movie? movie? Now everyone's like running like a superhero movie. Please, anything, yeah. I'll take it. Uh, let's see who else do we have in here. Well, uh, we as, uh, Terrence Howard and yes. his only appearance as uh, as so Rhodey. It's such a it's it's kind of a depending on whose side you're on in this or the stories you hear. It's kind of a sad story. Yeah. Um. Like and personally, I, I think, think he's, he's good. Fun. He does a good job as Rhodey, but like once once we get two movies away from now in a month and in a month and a half, yeah, we'll talk about Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. And we'll go from there. But like, I don't think Terrence Howard does a bad job. I could definitely have seen him continuing on in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I liked him as Rhodey. For those of you who don't know who that is, uh, that's well now you know because you've seen all these movies. If you haven't, uh, Rhodey is a is one of Tony Stark's He's kind pals. of the classic sidekick. Yeah, but he be, and he be, he gets eventually gets his own Iron Man suit, which they have yeah. a little funny nod jab in this <laughs> movie. Oh man, so many that funny was, nod that jabs. was enjoyable. I yeah. I remember seeing that and being like, oh man, like. Like, did anyone else? I remember looking around being like, did anyone else understand that reference? I did. Oh, man. This I'll I'll tell you about my movie theater experience with this movie. We'll we'll get there. Um, We got Jeff Bridges. Okay. Let's talk about Jeff Bridges. Say the dude. If you were to ask me, do you think you'll ever hear Jeff Bridges say the word arc reactor technology? I'm like, no, (laughs) never in a million years. This is a guy who willingly signed on for the Tron sequel. No, he didn't just willingly sign on. He left the room, got his original yeah. Tron costume helmet, and said, "Let's go on a walk around my house," and continued to wear it. Yeah, so, so he was into it. I, I, I kind of get the feeling that he's maybe kind of a nerd. Kind of, oh, absolutely. He's just <laughs> a really, he's a really cool, like a cool nerd, like a cool country rocking nerd. Also, apparently, he said uh, that he'd always wanted to shave his head, and that's part of why he did that for this movie. I think he does a really good job. I really, I really like him in here. I, I it's interesting to see him play. I'm trying to think of any other movies where I could say, oh, yeah, Jeff Bridges is the villain. Yeah. I can't really think well, of too it's, many. Well, it's interesting in this movie because I, I think that he's really, uh, it's kind of phoned in. He's kind of underused in this movie. He's, yeah, a little bit. His character sort of doesn't have any depth. He's just sort of a cipher. He's just the, the bad the, guy. The business bad guy. Yeah. He's a business bad guy. Uh, and and, and eh, pretty much works. But yeah. I, I don't know. I don't I'm think a, he's bad. But I'm I think, a fan of Jeff Bridges, and I feel like this movie is not maybe one of the best no, it's, Jeff it's Bridges No, it's definitely movies. not. I mean, when you're saying, okay, which is better, him and Iron Man or him and the Big Lebowski? I mean, that's, yeah, an, that's, that's an easy, easy question. I mean, he's answer. even better in Tron, the first Tron. Yeah, sequel. well. 
I think he's better. I think he's better in the sequel. He doesn't even drama. say anything in the yeah, sequel. Yeah, he does. He, he talks has like about, 15 lines. He says vis-a-vis and concordedly, you know. Oh, man. Um, we also have, uh, and this one I, I don't, I think we've, 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 we've passed over, uh, but we should be talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. Goop. Goop herself. <laughs> Goop. You know, you never heard about what's this? Her middle, what's her middle? Is that Olivia? Is that her middle? No, I don't know. They, she goes by, they call her Goop. She has this whole like, like lifestyle magazine and website and and clothing <laughs> line not aware under the name goop you're it's because you're a single man i guess so. uh, but but yeah goop herself is in this movie going with paltrow she does a really good job too chris I, chris martin's wife well, well ex-wife ex-wife um at i the time here's the thing like i wouldn't have thought to cast gwyneth paltrow in this role but she owns it well and, and i really like her as pepper Potts. and the, the thing that gwyneth you're gonna hear paltrow, me really liking everything because all these movies are the awesome. thing that gwyneth paltrow <laughs> has for her is she's got that um that sort of that sort of um Catherine Hepburn thing going, yeah, and mm-hmm. and they play it up. They they make her. She's very much the girl Friday. Oh yeah, of this movie. Yeah, and she and she can do that sort of fast talking brassy thing. Do, do you think somebody saw? Works. Do you think somebody saw Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, which is a movie you wanted to watch for a long time? I was love like, the hell out of that movie. She's pretty. She's pretty sassy. I, Maybe we could use her. I hope so. I, I'm, I don't I, know. I, like I, I think that there bit. was someone other than me who saw that day yeah, movie. I did. I it's, I, it's I enjoyed great, it for what it is. It's uh, it's good. It's a it's a nice to look at. It's a pretty movie to look yeah. at. Uh, no, no, she's good, but apparently so so part of the since we sort of stumbled about who wrote the movie uh a lot of the movie was improvised really? at least dialogue wise well that doesn't surprise so me. so they had their they had their story beats they had their action but dialogue they did not have scripted very well or scripted very much and that works for robert down jr he's very much sort of a spontaneous kind of a guy but apparently that was harder for gwyneth uh, apparently that was tough, and and Jeff Bridges also also was didn't have a problem with it, but Gwyneth Paltrow took a little getting used to. It. But she's she's great. She really, I think that you needed somebody like Gwyneth Paltrow to play the opposite of Tony Stark without her just sort of melting in the oh I love him. Yeah, she needed. And, and, she and, needed and I to really like that will they level. or won't they thing. But but she's very much his equal, maybe even his superior. Well, no, she. There's a line in this movie that explains why they why he needs her and why he can't be he's like listen you can't build an iron suit and then be like hey uh what's your social security number five okay (laughs) you got nine other digits i got you that's that's one of the moments in this movie that i I buy 100 percent when she goes okay you got you're missing a few digits here and like the other nine he goes i got you for the or the other eight like i got got you for the other eight like that moment is like but that also to me as silly as that is 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 the pinnacle of their relationship it is a it is a, I need you more than I'm willing to admit, but I do need you. Yeah. And there'll be times where I act like I don't need you, but I need you. Like he needs pepper pots more than he, more than he makes out to be. Um, let's talk about some of the littler roles real quick and then we'll, then we'll, we'll, we'll skedaddle on. Uh, sure. let's talk about, let's talk about the man who has been in almost every Marvel cinematic and his own television show. Let's talk about Clark Gregg. Oh yeah. This uh, is the first time. That's another moment in this movie, and yep. what we're gonna do like an MC, a Marvel connections thing. But that moment this is at the, the end, introduction of Agent Coulson. This is not only the introduction of Agent Coulson, but even bigger than that, this is the introduction of Shield. It's true. That's uh, a big deal. It is a big deal. <laughs> you know what's really interesting is that that makes me really because because the sense the sense that I get is that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been architected to the T. They oh, know yes. everything's going, but. Uh, originally they didn't have a name for Coulson's character and he only, he was just cast as agent and he existed to just sort of give them some information. He wasn't even intended to last through to the next movie. 
They just wanted a faceless guy to say like, hey, I'm from the government. But uh, but I guess he and and I really like Clark Gregg. Uh, he he has this sort of like I, I I mean not to not to go all fanboy, but he's he's got this charm that's sort of like a I I'm I'm here and I'm doing my job and I'm following all the rules and and yeah. you have to listen to me, but I'm not going to raise my voice. You just need to understand that what I know is important. Well, and and the other thing too is like he now has become as much of a face of the Marvel universe as as Iron Man or Captain Whether America. Whether or not you agree with, but, with his persistence in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I don't care. I like Agent Coulson. And I, I, was, I do too. When we get but to Avengers, we'll talk exist. about how it was He bummed. did not exist in Marvel no, before this, this movie. Was a, this was he a was created wholesale for, for this, this movie. movie. But has but, now but, has been beloved so much that now he is in the comic book universe. It's true. Uh, which happens occasionally, but doesn't happen a whole lot. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no so no. other bit parts the director himself is in this movie. John Favreau, uh, Happy playing Hogan. Happy Hogan, who which in is, the comics is the one who marries Pepper Potts. And it all uh, is, is the, uh, is Tony, Tony Stark's Tony uh, bodyguard. Like, like bodyguard. Well, he assistant. does play Tony Stark's bodyguard. You, yeah, you know, he opens the door. For uh, him. Paul Bettany, who becomes very, I mean, later on, like that's another guy who's like playing the long game in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, and Paul Bettany apparently just did it as a favor to John Favreau and didn't know what movie it was for. Said it was, Easiest two hours of his life, yeah, and and the most Bettany money, playing, most money he'd ever made for two hours of work. Paul Bettany, the voice everyone wants on their smartphone instead of Siri. Yeah. Uh, Apple, I'm looking at you. Uh, <laughs> make I've been saying for ages, if they did Siri voice packs, and they're like, and you can download it, partner with Disney, Have you can Jarvis. download a Jarvis voice voice pack. Oh my god, you know how much money they'd make? They would. Make, Do you know how much even Tom? I know Tom, that they'd make money from you. I would. I my Siri is a British male, and oh. that's the and I changed my nickname in my phone to Sir, so he calls me Sir, oh, just like dork. Yeah, well, it was Batman for a while, but I saw oh, Iron Man. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to the Jarvis thing. Uh, um, but yeah, like and again, Jarvis, by the way, in the comics, is not a robot assistant. He yeah, is an actual butler. He's the Alfred. He is the Alfred. But and they literally like, well, he's too Alfred. I think it that would be this, too Alfred. For I think them to that Alfred. in the 21st century. This works better having yeah. a, like a digital assistant that well, Tony Stark. And works so that's with. one of the really interesting things is is that it like if you look at if you look at like the Batman movies and things like that they sort of update them as necessary, but keep the mythos mostly the same. They keep the story the same. They keep the characters the same. And they're like, oh, but uh, but now they're smartphones. But the difference is that the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what they've done is they look at it and they're like, all right, well, let's rethink how this would work, but in the 20th century, but in the 21st century. And and part of it is that, that these movies, uh, a lot of thought goes into them because they have the comic books and they, they actually have uh, a different from DC. Marvel actually has writers retreats, uh, at least as far as I know. I don't I've never seen any DC writers tweet about writers retreats, no. but Marvel has writers retreats where they all come in and, and architect the next year of Marvel comics. Yeah. And, and so I'm pretty sure that it would be trivial for, for Kevin Feige to walk in and go, Hey guys, so Iron Man movie. And for them all <laughs> to say, so give us points on the back end, uh, but but none of them are credited. So fun fact, uh, one little one. There's two other cast members we're going to talk about later on. Uh, one, of course, Stan, who has a cameo. And then yep. one other person, we're going to save that for the very end, though. Uh, but fun fact, did you know Tom Morell is in this movie? Yes, he plays a guitar guard. on the soundtrack. Yeah, he is also a guard. Who dies. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so Tom Morello. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's he's in there basically so that he can die. Because, uh, hey, pl- thanks for playing guitar on the soundtrack. You're a guy that we know. Um so we got so other people in the movie. We've got Sean Tobe. He plays Yinsen. Um, he has been in. Uh, he's on that show Homeland. He's in the movie Crash. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he's, he's really in Kite good. Runner. He's great. He's great. Um, and he provides honestly the 
found one of the other foundational lines in this movie that yeah, I yeah. think really encapsulates this. This is kind of can lead us into the MacGuffin and themes that we normally talk about. Um, but I, I will say that the one thing that he says is don't when because they're trying when, when Tony Stark is escaping the cave, he makes like a big scene and uh, to to give Tony more time to be able to to upload the suit, get the suit ready to go, yeah, yeah. and just go through and maul these 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 dudes down. Um, and he gets shot and he's dying. And you know he said he looks at Tony, says, "Don't waste your life," which I think that is the point where Tony Stark goes from being jerk Tony Stark to being like, "Okay, oh crap, I have the power." Not only oh, oh crap for personally, but I have a lot of influence and power. And I'm not. This is not going to be. A, his, this is not going to be a political rant. But this <laughs> is a movie about a billionaire who chooses to help other people. That's all I'm going to say. <coughs> anyway. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm just that's, saying. That's his. If we had more Tony Starks in the world, I think things would be maybe a little better. That's his from Except Great Power. Except for when we get to Age of Ultron. We'll talk yeah. about this. Maybe not there. <laughs> that's his from Great Power demands great responsibility. Yeah. You, know, you can't even get that right. No, with great that. power, I... there must also come great responsibility. Sure. That's right. the actual line. But it's usually shortened. That's that moment. Yes. Uh, and, and really, that's. That's it's almost the like, moment that sets Marvel apart from DC. Well, and it's it's, it's that it's that it's that moment of um, it's that moment of like somebody is having a intervention. You're like, hey, you have the power to do great things. Don't waste your life, man. Don't hey, waste your life. You're a piece of crap, but you don't have to exactly be. exactly. Um, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about the MacGuffin so and, I think and themes. And that's theme, kind of a thematically theme. that that's sort of a big one. Yeah. Is the like, hey, you know, it's it's time to wake up and, and start living your life. Also, I think the beginning half of the movie is a lot about consequences of your actions. Yeah. The fact that the shrapnel that hits him it comes from a Stark Industries bomb. Well, I think I think really the whole movie is about consequences. Well, but it's consequences and also redemption. Like you can yeah. come back from these things. You are not you though your mistakes may come back to haunt you, you can you you can not beat them, maybe that's not the right word, but you can survive them. You can overcome them. And you can overcome them and then become out the the better, the yeah. greater. Um, Which is really sort of a surprisingly mature... For a for comic a super book. book. Yeah, super book? For a super book. <laughs> Superhero book. Super book. Super book. Uh, for a comic book movie. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I do really like movies where a main character changes. I do too. And this is absolutely one of them. Yeah. This is a movie oh. that Tony Stark that is not a static. He's a he, dynamic character. He he changes. He's he's dynamic like crazy. He also mm-hmm. flies around in a robot. Yeah, that's, that he does. That's different. Uh so MacGuffin. MacGuffin. But we we use it a lot uh pff, you've been listening to us goodness gracious you should know it by now. Um but it's the thing everybody's trying to get in a movie. It's the it's the Ark of the Covenant. Um it's the the one ring. Um, so in this one, I think I, I I have a theory about what it is. Okay, I think uh, if okay. we're talking about a physical object, mm-hmm. it's the Iron Man suit. Really? Yes. I think it's the arc reactor. Well, I think that's it's together. It's part of that. Okay. It's like eventually it it becomes like okay. So Tony Stark made this suit, and then you find out Jeff Bridges is the villain, and find out that he's working with in league with the with the with the uh, with the uh, well, but but the I mean seven, the Ten Rings. Yeah, organization. but originally he was I'm really trying really to... apprehensive to say terrorists, but that's what they are. Yeah, no, they're terrorists. <laughs> You're fine. Um, but it, but it, I mean, in a it, sense, they, what Jeff Bridges originally wanted was Stark Industries. Mm-hmm. He wanted Tony dead so that he could run Stark Industries. Yeah, but he paid them to kill him. I think that I think that the MacGuffin becomes though, or at least what is what eventually is being chased after is the Tony Stark made this awesome weapon. How do I replicate oh, it? Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Here it is. So 
originally what he wants is Tony Stark. But yeah. when Tony Stark becomes Iron Man, he wants Iron Man. Yeah. So he always wants Tony Stark. I guess that's so true. So in a sense, Tony, Tony Stark, Stark himself is the MacGuffin. Tony Stark also wants Tony Stark. Yeah. And in getting in becoming himself, he becomes Iron Man. That's true. Because he is Iron Man. That's true. And I I think that's that's fair. Sorry, I think that that's fair. No, no, I think that's absolutely fair. Deep. Um, I think that's absolutely actually fair. Uh, fair point. I, I would say, yeah, Tony Stark's a good makeup. And another another theme I wanted to mention too before we move on, mm-hmm. um, is they talk. And I kind of I kind of wrote this down in my notes, my little note I called super action notes. Oh. Um, that uh is the theme of legacy, like yeah, and and this even and and this, in this is, movie this, you could I could argue and I, I that at least in Marvel Universe Phase One. That the theme of legacy is an overarching theme among all of those movies, and I would say legacy is something I wanna I wanna talk about. I wanna mention now, but in two weeks I wanna talk about when we talk about Iron Man two because oh. I feel like Iron Man two even more focuses yeah, on the idea of legacy and what are you gonna leave behind. This has that little hint of it in the beginning with "Don't waste your life, you can do more." In, in but even it's then, planting it, the seed for the next for, movie. Yes, it it really is. It's almost like they had this whole thing planned out from the beginning. What? Weird, right? Um, so uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of the um, some of the action scenes. some of the action sequences. So uh, so there's a bit at the very beginning of this movie yes. that somebody that I, I read a meme about, uh, and it is the part where they are actually I really like the opening of this movie because the opening of this movie is Tony Stark on a in a in a Humvee in a very sort of awkward situation. It's funny and and it sort of gives you the personality of Tony Stark very quickly. Like he's a Joker. But he also like knows that he commands respects, and so he plays with that. Um, but at the same time, he's definitely sort of tries to be a man of the people. Yeah. Um, takes the picture, and then it blows up, and then you see him like bleeding, and and what's happening, and then boom, thirty six well, hours you earlier, see, you we get the introduction. You see how Tony Stark is. When he thinks he's he's invincible, and yeah. then with the second he's thrown in danger, and all these people around him are, are just are gunned down, and killed. All these soldiers are supposed to be protecting him. You see who he is underneath. Well, and then but then but then the movie flashes back to the beginning, yeah, and we get to see sort of what a piece of crap he is, yeah. And then now we move forward, but it's sort of an interesting way to do it because you come in and it's just sort of like, hey, hey I'm this guy, yeah. Uh, and but I but there's a part he takes the picture with the soldier, and the soldier throws up the peace sign, and he makes a joke, no gang signs. Now I'm just kidding throw it up but then in in every subsequent marvel movie every time anybody takes a picture of tony stark he is throwing up the peace sign yeah as if to say as if to tribute the the kid he was sitting next to who who got blown up but he survived yeah i don't know but yeah it kind of works and there's also a lot of like subtle american patriotism well not subtle yeah, but yeah, american yeah. patriotism in this in this movie but in but in a way that's in a way that again not to get political but now i feel is kind of refreshing like that's how well, you should and feel. If you, and if you think about it, this movie was made, you know, we came out in 2008, which was during the presidential elections of 2008. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it really was made in Bush's America and yeah. in, in, in WW America. Yeah. And patriotism was was uh, mostly not something that you, uh, it was, you know, everybody was pretty into it. This, this felt, but this also felt like it was like, hey, it's okay. Like, it's okay to love your country. It's okay. And we're going to, and guess what? We're going to get even more into that in, th- in three or four years. So get ready, buckaroo. <laughs> Boy, howdy! Um, but yeah, so, um, so, um, but 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 like I I think, but 
that that action sequence to open it up is really like it's it's almost like the superhero equivalent of the Saving Private Ryan beach of Norman beaches at Normandy yeah, I mean, version. It's, it's, not it's nowhere as near as intense, but like for a movie that's about a man in a, in a robot suit, it's a pretty crazy way to open yeah, a movie. Like these soldiers nuts. getting gunned down, and he's he's kidnapped by terrorists, and it's like Iron Man. You're like, what is going on? Like and it's then, definitely attention grab. And then the movie goes a while before we get any other action. Yeah, the, and the, then the, the first action is sort of the lumbering automaton iron man suit which which in my head because i I remember watching this trailer so many times when it first came out the only thing i can hear i know there's other score behind it but the only thing i can hear is iron man by black sabbath which which oh man because that if that isn't that isn't the perfect soundtrack for this movie which it ends amazingly with it um like it's uh, it, it's really, I don't know. It just, it's in my head what's playing, even though there's other music playing and there's, it's him. Like it, it's a very low bare bones Iron Man suit. Like, yeah, it's powered by an arc reactor, but he's got flamethrowers yeah. and he's got like some, like a machine gun thing and punching yeah. and that's about, and it protects and it, jet boots and jet boots. But he goes through, he just wipes out this whole cave full of people, lights guys on fire and flies away. And then the thing explodes into a million pieces because it's only meant to last for 15 minutes. But then we get a lot of these kind of like, we get a long period. I wouldn't say like action sequences. Uh, It's character building. A montage of we're going through the building the Iron Man suit, which is fun to watch. Because I mean, there's there's a lot of good comic beats in there stuff where he takes the the suit out and flies it up into the air and then it freezes over and he falls down. Which sets up the plot point later in the movie. Yeah, which, (laughs) again. um, uh, So let's see, what else? And then we have, uh, and then of course we have when when he starts hearing about the town in, uh, by the way, before that, Stan cameo. Yep, Stanley cameo. Hey, looking good, Hef. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, it's not Hugh Hefner, it's Stanley. Oh, funny. <laughs> and now every see back then people were like, "Who's that old guy?" And now Why? they're like, "Oh, it's Stan." Like a lot more people I think now are like, "Oh, it's Stan." Like I've heard people in midnight screenings go, "Stan!" Like they they point it out. Like it's a thing now. It's like everybody can tell. You don't need to scream. Yeah, we're we all, all know watching Stanley. the movie. We've all seen him multiple times. Um, so then we get the part where he goes to 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 Golmira, where, yeah. where he hears about this town, which was Yinsen's. Like town, home, and, and hometown. His, his family died, and he died. And I'll never forget that shot. Uh, and it, I'll never forget that shot that I remember from the trailer. And I remember it's even so clear; I can see it in my head today. Is it the which cool is, guys walk away from explosions. Yep, yeah. it's the it's the tank fires at him. He dodges it. No, like, no, it it glances off of him. It hits in the first. No, that's when they hit him out of the sky. Yeah. Then they shoot at him again, and he dodges it and looks at that tank like serious dude and then puts his arm up and a little a little baby missile comes out and just flies over and hits the tank and then he starts walking away and the tank explodes into this huge fireball guys don't look at explosions but like the one thing that i love the one thing i really want to talk about in this movie is which i'm sure we'll get about well there's a lot of things i want to talk about but one thing i want to mention very briefly is the foley sounds for all these all these things Uh, the foley sound for robot sounds very cool the foley sound for like the 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 like the um what can i think of it the what are the name of his 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 little the, arc, the thrusters the no, what are they called they have a name I know uh God there's we'll some Marvel fan shouting <laughs> uh 10k what is it <laughs> um they're called oh God they have a name just keep talking about the um, sound repulsors repulsors, yeah, the repulsors the repulsors um that like that is such an iconic and the sound the suit makes like all of those now that you could you could have somebody close their eyes and be like okay what is this sound from don't play any audio other than that sound and be like oh it's Iron Man in the room right now yeah because it's such it's like become it iconic does sounds sound fantastic and it's become it's I, so I think cool. iconic maybe not maybe this might be going far but it's iconic a sound as the lightsaber or R2D2 I think at okay, this that's, point that's in our maybe culture. going a little far but, but I, I think that but, people yeah. would know it 
people but, know that sound. No, you're right. I mean, even in even in the various Marvel cartoon television shows, mm-hmm. they use those sounds. Yep. It sounds like if you watch if you watch Ultimate Spider-Man in the episodes where where Iron Man shows up, it's uh, Nathan Petrelli from Heroes doing the voice. But uh, no joke, it really is. Yeah. Uh, but but it sounds like the suit sounds like the Iron Man suit. So uh, the one thing I will say about Iron Man, and there's and then there's the whole part with the planes where he's flying yeah. back and they they're like, it's there's a Bowie and he's yeah, on the planes and. You know, there's like, a monster there's on the not, wing. But like I the one thing for this movie is very character driven, but I don't feel like they have all the action beats down just yet. No, yeah. Like, no, even the last climactic battle doesn't really feel like <gasps> like a big deal. Like, yeah, it's really over in like five punches. Especially when you get to like, you know, three or four years later where they have the Avengers where you yeah, watch yeah. that and you're like, oh my God. And it's like, just a, a 35 minute action scene at the end with, yeah. with no breaths. Yeah. Breaths. Absolutely. Uh, um, but, but yeah, this is, this is. I mean, yeah, there's action, but but really, it's not a lot. No, it's but, it's not crazy. But, but, but the movie I, is fun. You could you could you could make an argument for this being a science fiction movie rather than an action movie. Yeah. Uh, and and people try to make superhero movie a genre, and it's not. Uh, but but I mean, it it is a section of movies. Um, but uh, but it, yeah, the the action beats are chill. They're not very. Yeah. You know, they're not. Over they, the look top. Cool. They, they look, look cool. They look cool. They look but they really don't. Cool. Uh, you know, they don't. You know, you don't lose your mind over them. Yeah, and, and I mean, and of course, we have at the very end of the movie, we have the whole, oh, he's your bodyguard, which actually is another tie to the Marvel universe. Yeah, which and is he's like, like no, nah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, for for a while, they were like, oh, he Iron Man's a secret identity, and then in this movie, I'm like, I'm like, really, Robert? They're gonna play as Robert Downey Jr. And he walks out. He goes, truth is. Uh, I am Iron Man. I remember going like, "Yes, that is who he is." <laughs> oh man, that moment—the moment right before that too, when they because they have you know Agent Coulson going through the whole movie, being like the strategic homeland. Was it strategic homeland? Uh, uh, hold on, I have it. It's all right on my phone. Uh, strategic homeland intervention enforcement logistics division. The entire the time, and screen. there's a joke. There's a joke the entire time of like, "Oh, you should really change that name." Ha ha. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm just stupid, but I didn't even put it together at all oh, until he finally goes. He goes, "We did Shield," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Again, I was in a movie theater. The only other person next to me was another dude I used to work with, who who well, I was with a bunch of friends, but he was the only one who liked comics as much as I did. And you know, Mike was yeah, the only guy. Uh-huh. And I remember he looking over him, and he just goes, he just nods at me, and I'm like, <laughs> "What is going on?" Because first, it's first Mike they do the do. next time with the roadie thing. I'm like, "Really? They're going this in depth? Like they're doing these little things, expecting yeah, little. audiences to understand?" And this is what began the, "What's that mean?" Your friends leaning over, "You're a comic book nerd. What is that supposed oh, to?" Mean? I know, like people this starting is, to being interested in what are these little secret Easter had, eggs? Had value. Yeah, this is when I started to learn that I'm, I'm that nerds are winning the war, and all those, all those, all that time that I spent liking superheroes actually might pay off a little bit. Um, <laughs> But I remember the whole end of the movie, and then oh, it's great, awesome. And I remember sticking around, and, and let, let's we'll, we'll get there because every Marvel movie has a after credit sequence. This is true. And so before we do our kind of final wrap up of the movie, let's talk about the after credit sequence, which is which is was started by this movie and has been a tradition that now everybody after every movie stays until the end of the credits, just in case they actually have whole websites developed to is there an after credit sequence after the movie. Is over. Um, not the first one, as we talked about last year with the Matrix, did it? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, I remember sitting there and I remember being like, okay. And then everyone's like, just wait till after the credits. I was like, okay, really? We gotta wait. He's like, just wait. So I remember sitting there watching it. And I remember it's Tony Stark coming back into the house and Jarvis malfunctions, and then you hear, I. What does he go? He goes, I am Iron Man. You think you're the only superhero in the world? And you and he's like, who are you? And, and Tony you're like, Stark wait, wait, goes, I recognize that you? voice. Like, who, who's that voice? And turns around and. It's Samuel L. Jackson, which is already awesome enough. 
Everybody loves Samuel L. Jackson. But with an eye patch. Yep. And when you're a superhero nerd like I am, mm. you're like, me too. Oh, well, yeah. But I'm like, but, but, but back then, and everyone's like, what's this? What's going on? Who is this guy? But Why I remember like, a, a floor length leather duster. Yes, he was and definitely, and he's playing Nick Fury, who now we all know. But back then was like, Nick Fury was no name you'd ever hear in a movie. In a movie like there was already a there was a Nick Fury movie way yeah, back in the day, but so not so. like not Nick Fury, not only Nick Fury, but the ultimate Nick Fury, yep. who was specifically designed after Samuel L. Jackson, and and actually they received his permission. Yeah, and is in the comic, and he is way cooler looking. Sorry, uh, original original Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. Nick Fury is way cooler. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so and I remember seeing that. I remember him going. I remember him saying the words. I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. And I remember this is what happened. I've told the story a thousand times. Oh, Ryan nerd. knows it, but I want everyone to know it. I fell out of my chair in the movie theater onto my knees, looked at the sky and said, thank you. And everyone's like, what's wrong with Ian? And I remember Chewy, who now is like as a comic book nerd leaned over and goes, what's the Avengers? I'm like, you'll find out in four <laughs> years. And now, and, and back then, like, now, if you were to say, hey, who are the Avengers? I bet you almost 90% of people on the street would be able to be like, oh, you can walk into a little boy and goes, who are the Avengers? And they, he may have never read a comic in his life, but he knows who the members of the Avengers are. Oh, my are. son does. Yeah. yeah. And like when I was a kid, nobody knew that except me. <laughs> they knew the X-Men, but they didn't know who the Avengers was, let alone like, you know, I, who Iron Man it was. Yeah. And like that was a big moment. And I remember, I remember that moment so vividly because I knew I'm like, this is something... They're doing something that has not been done. And I remember from that moment, I was so excited to see the Avengers. I was like, that's going to be the culmination. They can't go any higher than that. <laughs> but little did I know. Little did I know. That was only phase one. Do you remember Like, do you remember the reaction? Did you, were you alone in the movie theater when, by the time? Did everybody else leave? I mean, I, I knew to stay. I think you may have told me. Okay. No, no. No, I didn't this know you 2008. Yet. I we didn't, didn't know, know each you other. Yet. Um, but but I, I knew to stay. Because I, I I knew things and I had read on the internet that they were you know they were doing a whole thing mm-hmm. and I was like oh sure whatever you know we'll see oh we'll so see you, I was optimistic and you were pessimistic you're yeah like, oh, no, we'll I'd, see if I'd this been works burned out. before uh, I'd <laughs> I'd seen uh, I'd seen X Men three <laughs> and Spider Man three <laughs> fair enough uh, but no yeah I mean it's it was exciting yeah. I I really like Samuel L. Jackson and, and I I just thought like they're actually gonna fulfill, hopefully they fulfill this promise please everyone go see Iron Man yeah. <laughs> like that's that was my next thing like you need to see it yep. it's incredible yeah oh I mean I I definitely told people uh, at this point this was the best superhero movie I'd ever seen yeah and I may have argued that it was better than the Dark Knight I will argue that in it is, terms of superhero movie I will argue that it is it is I I will say I will say this I think that at that point. Even after I see, uh, I've seen Dark Knight. I think that as a superhero movie, as a superhero origin story goes, superhero origin movie, it is at the time, and may even still be, may even still be. And we'll, we'll maybe come revisit this, but it may even still be the best superhero origin movie that it I've might seen. be. Yeah. Um, and I mean that I've seen so far at this point, and I have seen Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange is really good. Oh, but yeah. we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But but I, I, I think <laughs> we have plenty is, of time. Seven months, Ryan. Yeah, but it's interesting because because this movie is is in a sense not just a superhero movie, but it's really kind of like a like a science fiction movie to a certain it, extent. It, well, it's it, it did one thing that like 
it, it, it has that like let's build you know the, what it didn't do the thing and let's test it and you know what it didn't do it didn't cover everything and we'd use this term all the time on on four color commentary and i'll use it here for the first time if not maybe the second time didn't cover it in batman paint oh it man there are smiles in this movie it didn't have to be Chuckles. Batman. this proves that not every superhero movie has to be dark and grim and gritty and it's i don't true. know why dc didn't watch iron man before being like let's make a superman movie because oh, they're like well we have these other movies that we made yeah i know um but but i think that well, well, I'm sure. sure eventually we'll watch Dark Knight on on the podcast, and I'll go more into that. I think Dark Knight is a fantastic movie. It's probably it's it's in my as far as a live action Batman movie, as of this as of this listening right now or this this recording, it is the best live action Batman movie. But that being said, I think origin movie wise, this might be one of the best, if not the best, origin movie. Um, so overall, Ryan, I think it's very clear that we both like this movie. Yeah, well, and it's something since since this is a movie based on comics, and and we do that other comic book podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about movies. You know, if you like if you like this movie and you wanted to read some comics, yeah, things that are worth looking into. Uh, and there's really two big series that came out. One came out immediately before this movie, and one immediately after. Mm-hmm. Uh, the series that came out for is is Iron Man Volume Four, mm-hmm. uh, and it starts with the the extremists. Mm-hmm. Uh, saga, which is written by Warren Ellis, who's one mm-hmm. of my favorite comic book writers, and the art is by Adi Granoff, who specifically did all of the designs for the Iron Man suit. Yep. So if you if you grab Iron Man Volume Four, Volume One, or, or Iron Man, it's called um, the Extremis. What do they call it? Um, I think it's called, called Iron Extremis. Man Extremis. Isn't yeah, it? Iron Man Extremis. Yeah. If you buy that, it looks like the Iron Man movie. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and they does. and they literally were like, let's get this guy to do the designs for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Iron Man Volume 4, and then it, like a couple of months after this movie came out, uh, Invincible Iron Man started coming out. And that's, and that's the Matt Fraction series. And actually that carries on through Iron Man Volume 2 uh, to the point that they actually had Matt Fraction do phone interviews with GQ in character as Tony Stark because he <laughs> had the voice of, of Tony Stark officially in the comic book. <laughs> All right, well there you go. But uh but yeah, it, it's uh Volume 4 and and Invincible Iron Man. They're actually both really good. Yeah, those are some good uh, Iron And if Man you books. if you like comics um and a lot of the plot points uh, because obviously there's a lot of comics there, but a lot of those plot points resurface in not only this Iron Man movie but the next couple. Yeah, absolutely. So, but overall I would say I mean you and I both love Iron Man. I mean it, oh, it, it hinted at without the things. Question. It hinted I I think the blockbuster versus lackluster is going to be ridiculous. Now we're yeah, going to do this. We do have to still rate these movies. Sure. Yeah. But we're going to rate it on a scale of in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. So, so, so all the movies. So forsaking all others, how does this compare to the rest of the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah. What is there? And we're not going to be like, what's your number? But like, we'll do one through ten like normal. Sure. So what is this? Uh, pff, oh man, this is this is one of the. the I mean, like, the, in a sense, you have to give it a high rating because it's foundational. Without yeah. the without this, the other ones wouldn't exist. Yeah. Um. But uh, man, I I I really like this movie, mm-hmm. um, and I'd sort of forgotten about it, but it really stands up. Yeah, like really a lot. It really still does. Uh, and and years. actually, uh, since since uh, we do bring it up occasionally, it's largely very family friendly. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, there, there's you know there's a scene where a lady wakes up in his bed, uh, and and there's like the jokes yes. would go. The Robert Downey Jr. slings the zinger so fast that a kid wouldn't be able to follow. But but it. I, <laughs> I, I would. About. I would let my my daughter and my son probably watch this movie now yeah. that I've just watched it recently. Yeah. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to go high. I'm going to give it maybe like an eight and a half. Okay. Uh, eight and a half um, uh, rings of of pure palladium. 
poured okay. poured in a in a bit of red sand. All right, out I, of a possible town. I'm gonna give it a little bit higher. I'm gonna give it a nine. I, I still I still think that it's it's not a perfect movie, but it's pretty close to as far as character wise a perfect movie. Maybe action loses at a point, but it's pretty good. It almost might be one of the if if not the one of the best superhero movies of all time. Definitely, I think at the time the best Marvel movie of all time. Like yeah. just I mean. I love X Men. Oh, yeah. I love the, the first two Spider Man movies, but I, I would I mean, almost looking go back as far at those now, say, in, in the year this came out, it was the best superhero movie that had come out at, at any point up to this point. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I'm going to give it nine. Let's see. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it. <laughs> I'm going to go dark. I'm going to give it nine of those little Jeff Bridges like like blood stopping ear things. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That thing. That I want one of those. I want one of those little bad boys. <laughs> Um, so overall, I mean, obviously 90% of these movies are going to watch are going to be blockbusters. So it's not even a point to ask, but some of them might, some of them might be on the, on the cusp. We'll see. Maybe next time might be on the cusp. Um, so, uh, speaking of which, before we go a little bit of, uh, we want to have a new little section because we know we do talk a lot about, we're going to talk about Marvel movies specifically, but really quickly, uh, kind of want to have a quote as another film reference back at the ranch, which is what people use in films when they're cutting to something else differently. So in other action movie news, I saw John wick too. Oh, uh, chapter two. Great. Uh, cons- I, what I will say is this, it's, I wouldn't say if someone's like, Oh, is it better than the first one? I'm like, you can't compare them. It's like one continuous thing. Ooh. It is consistent. It is consistently good. It gives <sighs> more stuff about the lore, but not too much. Okay. It okay. gives a reason for John wick to still have more stuff to do right. and have more things to happen. It, it do more things happen. I'll tell you this. You still don't find out what his big task was. They don't oh, mention, they don't, ta- right. they mention it, but they don't talk about it. It's a <laughs> totally, it's separate from the first one in the sense that, it still has elements of the first one. You give a little more to the lore, but it doesn't give away everything. And the end of this movie made me instantly want to watch another one. Oh, like man. I was like, why do I have to wait for a third one? Nice. I want it now. Like I was nice. Veruca Assault. I wanted it now. I saw Lego Batman. You did. How was and that? It's uh, it like imagine if you if you took the Lego movie and you're like, uh-huh. oh, what if we just made it crazier and cranked the references up to eleven? Okay, uh, and then there you go. It's 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 over the top. It it doesn't. It's not as good as the Lego movie in okay. terms of like the emotional beats. That's fair. Uh, but I didn't expect it. You to know, be. it's got a it's got a message. You know, it's it's kind of the obvious one. Uh, and be and Batman. It's, it's well, be, <laughs> have, be be have family. Okay. Be okay with teamwork. Okay. Uh, but it's it's fun. I mean, they save the world with abs. The power of abs saves the world. So <laughs> I'm sure that's a joke that I'll get. I'm gonna actually go see it tomorrow. No, no, you should see it. It's great. It's, I'm going it's to pretty I'm see it tomorrow. There are there are. So many deep. Batman I'm gonna go Ruby. spend. Val- we're recording this day before Valentine's Day. I'm gonna go see. Uh, spend Valentine's Day with my favorite guy. Nice. There Batman. are there are <laughs> Batman references upon Batman references. Like like Batman references so hardcore that that when I read I've read a bunch of different clickbait articles that are the deepest Batman references in the movie. And I'm like, oh no, you guys didn't get all of them. There's definitely some in there that that didn't get mentioned in this article. All right. So. All right, well, um, so that is back at the ranch. That's our new little just section. That way we keep in, in touch with other action movies yeah. and stuff that we've seen. Uh, as far as action movies, I haven't really seen any other big action uh, yeah, movies. I haven't any movies. did watch, watch Ex Machina, but that's not much more of a drama. But, I watched uh, uh, Deep Space Nine. I keep falling asleep in front of it. Of course you do. Uh, <laughs> that's by design. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you want to hear more of our thoughts on, on probably, I, I probably won't talk about John Wick, but I'm sure uh, on our next Four Color Commentary, we'll have a little more information about Lego Batman, Batman movie, a uh, little Lego Batman movie. So uh, at that point, I still won't have, I won't have seen it with 
recording schedule. Time is is weird. Time tweet at us, as I say, and stuff and things. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I think that's going to wrap us up for Back at the Ranch, and it's so, going to wrap us up for the show. What movie are we watching next? So, continuing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Chronologically. We're going to watch, a lot of people will be like, oh, Iron Man 2, right? Nope. Incorrect. There's one movie in there that everyone kind of forgets about, and last I remember, I'm going to go ahead and say this now, I, don't, I won't say Undiscovered Gem, but I would say surprisingly better than you will think it is. I have not seen this and movie. I know you have not. I remember going to see it in the movie theater with, with Chewie afterwards, because I found out it was interconnected with the last yep. movie. Uh, and that movie is The Incredible Hulk. Not, not Ang Lee's Hulk. Hulk which the Incredible is... Hulk. Uh, which is the one starring Ed Norton. Mm. Uh, his only appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like we'll, Terrence Howard in this movie. We'll get into that too. Um, but uh, yeah, so that is going to be the movie we're watching next time. So, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. We're not doing these every week anymore. As you can see, the episode's a little bit longer uh, for, for that. I don't know if the next one's going to be as long. But uh, but yeah, we had a lot to talk about. And I hope that you like the new format. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, let us know if there's anything you'd like Tweet us to cover. Tweet at us, Super Action Bros on Twitter. If you want us to cover some of the shorts or maybe give you some thoughts on some of the series, I, 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 I inner inner. inner Spursed in here we can it's we're gonna try to f- focus mostly on the movies but if you you're like hey what's going on in agents of shield at this point or when it starts or yeah. when you know daredevil or whatever i've ryan doesn't always have time to watch all those but i do and i can give you <laughs> that's why we're not going to do a whole episode on it but we'll do little story beats and i'm we're thinking about maybe once the sh- they have those little short films maybe including that as part of the episode too sure. like the short that comes along with the movie oh yeah so. they started doing that yep they did so um anyway that is gonna wrap us up for super action bros this time thank you guys so much for listening hope you're enjoying the new format on sab mcu and join us next time when we watch the incredible hulk and remember whether it's blockbuster or lackluster we're, we're the, the super, super action bros, bros and we're superheroes well We're talking about superheroes. We sure are. SABMCU assemble! This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.